Okay, we're up to Daf Mem Aleph Amid Beis. Let's just review and put my head back into the Cheshben. We have a we're going for sources for Shlichus. So we have a source for Gerishin. We have a source for Shchitas uh, Pesach, and we have a source for Truma. So. The Gemara says like this, four lines of bottom. The source for carbon Pesach, that Shlichus applies to carbon Pesach, was the following case. Uh, Rav Yishua ben Karcha said that, how do you know that Shlichus Shaladim Kamaisai by a carbon Pesach? Because it says, that the all Shechted of Bein Arboim, right? only one person is Shechting, it must be that he's Shechting it for everybody. That's, so that drasha of finding a source for Shechitas carbon Pesach that you could have Shlichus was darshan by Rav Yeshua ben Karcha. But not everyone agrees with that drasha. So the Gemara says, Ha nichla Rav Yeshua ben Karcha. This Gemara flows very nicely if you follow Rav Yeshua ben Karcha. El Rav Yonasan. But if you follow Rav Yonasan, he darshans it differently. Demapik leila haikra lejasha chrinam minolan. You see, Rav Yeshua ben Karcha uses the word, uh, what's the Pasuk? The Pasuk is, he uses it that, that one person is shechting on behalf of all of Klal Yisrael. So the problem is, that's not how Rav Yonis and Darshan says. How's Rav Yonis and Darshan? Zetani, Rav Yonis and Omar, Minayin Shekol Yisrael Kulam Yoitzim, Bepesach Echod. See, he says the Pasuk is not referring to one person shechting on behalf of all of Klal Yisrael. It's actually referring to the following thing. We know that a carbon Pesach, you have to have a group. The question is, does every member of the group have to have a kezayis that he could eat? Let's say the, the, the lamb has 30 kezayisim of meat on the body, but I want to get 40 people in the group. Does that work? So if Yonis and Shita is, you could have all of Klal Yisrael be in one carbon Pesach. Because he holds the Iker is just being a part of the group. Your ability to eat is is not ma'akiv. It's not relevant. So according to him, the pasuk that says v'shachtu oisek kol kaladas yisrael means no shlichus. It means all of klal yisrael is actually joining in in one carbon pesach. So it has nothing to do with shlichus. Shlichus is I'm doing it for you. It's not I'm doing it for you. This is all of us are a part of one carbon pesach. So he says v'chikol agaladas kulam shaychlim v'aloyin shaychlim echad olmekan shekol yisrael yoyzim pesach echad. According to him, he used the Pasuk to tell you not by Shlichus, the Pasuk is telling you that all of Klai Yisrael can be a part of one carbon Pesach. So according to him, how do you have a Makar for Shlichus by Kachim? So the Gemara says, Mine! It's, oh, the Gemara says, well, well that, we're looking for a Pasuk, a source for a Pasuk, that's more the result. So the Gemara says, Mine! I'll tell you why, you can learn it from the same thing. Think about it. Let's go with Rav Yonasan's Pshat. Let's go with Rav Yonasan's Mahalach. Rav Yonason's Mahalach is, the Pasuk is telling you, all of Klal Yisrael, 600,000 Jews, are a part of one lamb. So how does he know Shlichus? The answer is, well, who's shechting it? Only one of them. So by definition, that's Shlichus. Right? It, you're not having 600,000 Jews holding the knife. So by definition, it's Shlichus, because only one person is shechting on behalf of everybody. So the Gemara says, no, that's not a good source. That's not fair. According to Rav Yonason, the case is, all 600,000 Jews are owners, owners in this carbon Pesach. I, only one person, is shechting. It's not shlichus. Shlichus is, I'm doing it for you. Over there, they're all shutfim. The person who's shechting it is not, you see, there, it is still technically shlichus, but it's not the classic shlichus. The classic shlichus is, I'm doing something for you. Over here, it's, I am a, a shutif in this, and I'm doing this for my other partners. So it's not exactly shlichus, because 
normal shlichus is an outsider is doing this to fulfill your obligation, right? I'm delivering a get for you. It's your wife. I'm just doing it for you. Here, according to Rav Yehonasan, the source is that you have all of Klal Yisrael are shutzvim in this one carbon Pesach, and one person is shechting on behalf of all of them. While it is technically shlichus, but it's not shlichus that it can apply to all cases, because over there, the shlichus is where one shutif, one owner of the carbon Pesach, is shechting on behalf of all the other owners. How do I know to extend it when the shliach is not a shutif? You don't have that. I mean, the, 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 that's the problem. We're looking for an example where shlichus is the shliach is independent of the mishalech. Over here, the shliach is actually a shutif with the mishalech. He's sort of fulfilling his own obligation and he's fulfilling others as well, but that's not a good source. So the Gemara says, Okay, another one. Right? A Pasuk says that you'll take a, a lamb for a family and a lamb for the whole household. Again, one person shechting on behalf of the whole household. Same point, though. That's again, that's shutzvis. The Gemara says, Again, that's not a good source. Meaning, what's the second source? The second source is that you have a Pasuk that indicates that you have a mishpach of 10 people, one person shechs the Karm Pesach on behalf of the whole family. Oh, shlichus. Again, but that's shutzvis. So what's the answer? I have two sources now that one person can shecht when he's a shutif on behalf of the rest of the group. Why do you need two sources for the same thing? So sometimes you'll have where the Torah will give you two sources of the same thing and it'll tell you, The Pasuk, basically, it's not necessary. You're right. I'm looking for a source for shlichus. I don't have it. But what I do have is two sources that tell you that a shutif, one of the part owners of the Karm Pesach, can shecht it on behalf of the rest of the owners. I don't need two sources for the same thing. So why, do I, what's the, why is the Torah giving me two sources? The answer is one is for this case and one is to extend it to even in the case where he's not a shutif. That's you have sometimes. So the Gemara says, Im kein, lamali. What are you two psukim for? Im in so the answer is, what's the source for shlichus by carbon Pesach? It's from the Pasuk, ish where one person is beshechting, my father is beshechting on behalf of the whole family. I, I'm not shechting, he's my shliach. I, but wait a minute, he's not just a shliach, he's a part owner in the carbon Pesach. The answer is, I already know that you could do it when you're a part owner, so why does the Pasuk tell me this? It must be, it's extra to tell you, it doesn't just work because he's a part owner, it would work even if he wasn't a part owner. And that's the source for shlichus. From the Pasuk, ish So the Gemara says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me that's the source. The source is from this Pasuk? I thought we use this Pasuk for something else. The Pasuk says, So we're telling, uh, right now we're saying that this Pasuk is using for the following halacha. The halacha is that one person can shecht on behalf of the entire chabura. The problem is, this Pasuk tells me something else. And you can't have two things being learned out from one Pasuk. What does the Pasuk tell you? Rav Yitzchak's teaching. The Pasuk tells you right, that if I want to be a part of the group, right? I'm joining a part of your group. You're the owner of it. It says ish, which te- teaches you that only an adult could acquire things. Just in, in general laws of kinyanim, ish velachu ish, that you know who could take things and acquire things, an adult. Children cannot acquire things in halacha. It's a completely side halacha. It's not related just to Karm Pesach. It's the Kol Terakula. Children cannot acquire things. So you tell, how could you tell me the Pasuk is telling me that we learn out from the Pasuk of Shlichus? I thought we learned out from the Pasuk, the ish, that only an ish can take things and not a katan. So the Gemara answers, That law of Rav Yitzchak, that law of Rav Yitzchak that an ish acquires is not from this Pasuk. It's from ish l'fi 
that only an adult can be a part of the Chabura. Only an adult can acquire things. Okay, so wait a minute. I thought there's another halacha. This is Tama Shaila. Right? The halacha is that a Karm Pesach is generally shechted uh, for a group. Let's say I'm a, I'm a big guy. I like lamb. I'll eat the whole lamb myself. I, wanna, I want my own. Can I just be a bring Karm Pesach for myself? No no group. So it's a machlaikas amiraim. If you hold that you're allowed to, it's from the ish. A singular man could take a Karm Pesach. So how could you tell me the Pasuk is being used for Shlichos? I thought the Pasuk is used to teach you that one person can singularly take a Karm Pesach himself. What's interesting is the Gemara doesn't just answer that. It's a long Pasuk and you learn out from the word Ish as opposed to the rest of it, but fine. The Gemara is saying, I thought we used the Pasuk for that. So the answer is, Savar commander Omar, in Shechtan is a Pesach Yachid. Rav does not agree with that view. He feels that you cannot Shechta Karm Pesach for an individual. So the Pasuk is completely extra to teach you this Halach. Okay, fine. So we have good sources for Shlichos. Here's the problem. I have another source for shlichus, and the question is, why is it necessary? What's the other source for shlichus? How do I know that a person that there's a shlichus in halacha? The pasuk describes uh, splitting up the land of Israel, and it said that they would split it up. Each nasi would acquire a section for his shaver. Now, how is that working? Mestama, that's working for shlichus, meaning, right, I'm part of Shevet Zvulun, yeah? The end, the head of Nasi Zvulun acquires, uh, you know, that part of land near the, near, it's near Tiveria area, near the Kinar, that's where Zvulun, I think, according to many opinions, right? So that's, I'm up, and now I get a part of Zvulun because I'm a part of the Shevet. Who acquired it for me? The Nasi, that's shlichus. So, so the question is, typically shlichus mehacha. What do we need the source for that for? Why do I need shlichus from nasi echad, nasi echad l'mateh? Learn it out from truma, from uh, kachim, from gerishin, from all these things. So what do you need this for? So the Gemara says, uh, the, the answer is that concept of a nasi acquiring it on behalf of the shevet is not classic shlichus. It's not real shlichus. I'll tell you why. The tizbere, a shlichus, you think it's actually classic shlichus that it could be applied to culture? No. Ha-ketanum labanei shlichus nino? Right, miners under bar mitzvah cannot appoint a shliach. So how is he a shliach for ketanim? Right, he's a shliach on behalf of the entire sheva. How does that work? It don't work. You can't be a shliach on behalf of ketanim. Ketanim can't appoint a shliach. So it can't be classic shlichus. So how's it working? The answer is it's not shlichus. It's zaychin ladam shalay b'fanav, which you see from this gemara is not the same as shlichus. Zaychin ladam shalay b'fanav means it's not shlichus. Shlichus means you're sending me on behalf to do something for you. Zaychin ladam shalay b'fanav means even if you don't send me, if I see money on the floor that I think you would like, I could acquire it for you. So the nasi acquiring the land for his shevet is not working from shlichus. And this is not the source of shlichus, because ketanim can't appoint a shliach. How is it working? It's Meaning, you don't have to appoint the nasi as a shliach. He's doing it because it benefits you. And you could be Here's the problem. Too much coffee this morning. Here's the problem. Problem is, is this really The halacha is that I could acquire something for you, if it's good for you. But, so, I'll give you an example. There's a gold watch on the floor. I'm like, I think Adam would like this. It's free. I pick it up, and I say, I'm Zaycha for Adam. That works. 
either he's a katan and a gadol, aware, aware of my actions, in other words. Let's say I go to an apartment, they're giving out apartments, there's five options. One of them, they said, he won a contest, he's winning, he, there was one apartment in Queens that he gets, they have five options. I choose for him. Does that work? No, 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 why? Because that's called a chayv. Why? Because means when it's a complete benefit, win-win, I could do it for you. If there's at all an, a, a, a possibility that you're unhappy with my choice, it doesn't work. So when there's a free watch on the floor, how could you be unhappy? Worst case scenario, you just don't get the watch. That's fine. But if I'm choosing a house for you when there are other alternatives, that's actually a negative. So you're telling me that the Nasi choosing a plot of land worked from the perspective of Zachin La'adam Shloi Bafanov, then how does that work? Because then why can't many members of the of the Shevet say, I don't like that section of the land. I'd rather use Shalayim. I want to live in Beit Shemesh. I want to live in Svat. And now all of a sudden they could say, you can't, it's not Zaycha for me. I didn't want you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do you, I wouldn't have you can't do that for me if, if it hurts me. You can't be chayv, you can't. You can't hurt someone without their consent. So how does that, so you tell me that the way the Nasi got the land was Zachan Ladish Then how does that work? So the Gemara says, Tizbra, Zuchusi, makes sense that it's Zuchus. That's not such a positive thing to choose land for Israel. Because some people prefer mountain land. Some people don't like a valley. Some people prefer the valley. Some people want this city. Some people want that city. So the, 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 giving out the land could not have worked. So it's not Shlich. It's not Zach So how did it work? The answer is, it's an apotropos. Meaning, there's a concept in halacha that a child that's under bar mitzvah, that's a yasin, that's an orphan, Bezdin will appoint a uh, uh, someone to oversee. I don't know what the terminology in, uh, what's in English? An administer, an administrator, I don't know. That someone will oversee their land and their uh, finances and do what's best for them. That's what was going on with the Nasi. The Nasi wasn't Shlichus and it wasn't Zachem Levishon. It was an Apotropos. HaKadosh Baruch Hu appointed them as an Apotropos on behalf of that Shevet. And an Apotropos has the right to do things whether it's good or bad. So the Gemara says, wait a minute. An Apotropos could do something bad for them? So you mean an Apotropos can go in, take all their money and just go, uh, was it, roulette? And uh, just say, uh, black 32, if that's a thing. And then it's all gone. That, 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 do you tell me that an Apotropos can play blackjack? Well, in no way. Apotropos can't be Why would a court administered Apotropos be allowed to hurt them? The answer is no, no. It means hurt them now, but in the long run, better. You see, land in Israel, while even if they, I prefer this, I prefer that, at the end of the day, Agadish Baruch Hu was obviously sending them the best lands for that Shevet. So even if it's right now painful, in the long run, it's good for them. That's called an apotropos. So it's not shlichus, and it's not zachal andoshloi b'fanov. It's called an apotropos, and an apotropos has the right to do it, even if right now it's painful for them. In the long run, as long as it's good for them, then they're allowed to do it. As opposed to zachal andoshloi b'fanov, you cannot be zachal andoshloi b'fanov if there's a chayv at all. And shlichus doesn't work because they're katanim. So the only way to understand how a nasi was working by apparitioning, getting, uh, you know, uh, splitting up the land was working mitzad and apotropos. Okay, a couple quick halachas, and then we'll get to uh, very, very easy the end of the daf. So Yisoyimim are coming to divide the estate of their father, the deceased father. Bezdin appoints an administrator for them. And 
these administrators, you know, get the proper land for each each son. Now, the question is, what if as they get older they say, I don't like that land, right? They all split up the land, and this administrator on behalf of one son got that land for the son, and this one for that son, and this one for that son. The question is, when they get to become bar mitzvah, can they say, uh, no, I'd like to undo this? So, yes, the Tanakhama feels, uh, uh, I'm sorry, who's this? This is Rav Nachman in the name of Shmuel. Shmuel feels that <coughs> when they become older, they could renege on this. Okay. Meaning the administrator is trying to help them, but if they don't want the help, they could undo it. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman himself says no. They can't undo it. Why? Because then you're cutting away Bezin's kayach at the feet. If Bezin gives you an administrator. Recording in progress. So, Rav Nachman. We're going to go to airplane mode. Okay. So, the point is. Uh, if they get older, they can't undo it because then you're cutting away Bezin's kayach. Bezin gives you an administrator, and then when they get older, you could just say to the administrator, I don't like what you're doing. Then Bezin has no kayach. You sort of, you're chopping away Bezin's kayach at the knees. Okay. So that's Rav Nachman's opinion. So Rav Nachman's opinion is that we we do not undo what Bezin does because imkain ma kayach Bezin yafa. The problem is, does Rav Nachman actually believe that of ma kayach Bezin yafa? The Mishnah says like this. Okay, so you have judges of a Bezdin are trying to appraise land. Let's say I owe you land and it needs to be appraised. So they appraised the land and they did it. They undervalued it by a sixth. Or they overvalued it by a sixth. They were off by a sixth. The sale is void. More than a sixth, either way, under or overvalued, undoes the sale. So Bezdin undervalued or overvalued, and we undid the sale. Even if Bezdin is off, Bezdin has strength. You can't undo Bezdin because Makayach Bezdin Yafa. Like the Chacham. See, here's the contradiction. Rav Nachman, by the Chacham's opinion, feels that if the Bezdin is off, we still could undo what Bezdin says, and we're not worried about Bezdin cutting up Bezdin by the knees. But when it says to administrator getting older, they can't undo that because you're cutting away Bezdin at the knees. So are you worried about Bezdin's kayach or not, according to Ibn Nachman? So the Gemara says, Loikash, go to the next page. The answer is like this. If Bezdin makes a mistake, then if Bezdin makes a mistake, we're undoing what they said. I'm not worried about Bezdin's strength when they messed up. If they didn't mess up, I'm worried about their strength. So, in the case where they were off by a sixth, they legitimately messed up. I'm undoing that. In the case of the administrator, the administrators did nothing wrong. If they did nothing wrong, we have to keep their word. Here, let me ask you one question. So you're telling me the case of the administrators, they did nothing wrong. So the kids are unhappy. Well, if they did nothing wrong, why are the kids unhappy? So the Gemara says, The answer is, they're upset about the choice. Right? It's like, I'll give you an example. Seats in a shul. Yeah. You could do nothing wrong. Yeah, you could do nothing wrong. Every seat, these are all good seats. But people could be like, well, I prefer this wall. I prefer the east side. I prefer the west. That's exactly what's happening over here. The, the, the administrators did nothing wrong. Listen, if the administrators were off in their cheshben, that one guy got 50% less than he should have, of course we would undo that. The case is the administrators were 100% right. They gave this kid east wall, and this kid the west side, north and south. And as the kids got older, they're like, oh, I don't like the east side. I like the west side. Not that the administrators did anything wrong. 
but I just don't like that. That Rav Nachman says you can't undo them. If they did nothing wrong, we worried about Bezdin's Kayach. If they would have messed up legitimately, fine, they got to deal, they got to live with their error. But if they didn't do anything wrong, you got to let it be. Okay. One more, one last sugya, and then, um, and then, Shliach uh, Ledvarver. So let's go to the last sugya. Abner Nachman, Ha'achan Shacholku, brothers who divide an inheritance, Harei Kilakuchais, it's treated like a purchase. Right, that's always a shy love. How do you look at an inheritance? Do you look at it as just a Yerusha or as like a purchase? Like if the two brothers are splitting up the estate, one brother is sort of purchasing it from the other. Now the reason why, if you look at it as a purchase, it has major halachic differences. It has to do with um, returning by Shemitah and Yovel. That's one thing. But more specifically, if a purchase is off by a percentage, the sale is void. Right, that's that's called a no, right? If if the if the if the purchase is off and not everyone was aware of this, right? If they were off, then then the sale is void. So it says, because we look at inheritance, splitting up inheritance as a purchase, here's the halacha. Pachas mishtos, if, if the brothers, let's say the brothers, one brother received more or less than he should have. So, if it's less than a sixth, nikna mekach, it's fine, let it be. Yes, or shtus, more than a sixth, batal mekach, null and void. Shtus, exactly a sixth, kano machzareno, exactly a sixth, we let the sale be valid, but you got to give him the money back. So the land is yours, but you got it in the book. So more than a six, null and void. Less than a six, it's fine. A six exactly, it is. We do dis, we do distribute the land and and the proceeds as is, but you owe him the money. Okay. So now let's analyze this. We said that if the discrepancy is less than a six, let it be. That's only true if the if the the division was not done through a shliach. Meaning, if two brothers get together and they divide up the land, and one brother, there was a mistake, and one brother got less than a six, that's fine. But if one brother wasn't there and he appointed a shliach to sort of do it for me, then he could tell the shliach, I appointed you to help me, not to hurt me. Even if it's less than a sixth, you could null and void the thing. Let's keep going. Then we said, if it's more than a sixth, batal mekach. How do yes, it's just batal mekach. That's only true if they did not say the following line. If they said, let us divide the land by the courts, meaning, I accept, If, in other words, if the brother said, we're going to go with however the courts divide it, and I accept whatever the outcome is, then even if it's off by a sixth, it's fine. The Gemara says, uh, yeah, obviously this is talking about a case where they went through a court. <laughs> obviously, if they didn't go through a court. Then the point is, if you go through a court... So the two brothers went to the courts, and the courts were supposed to divide up everything. The courts were off by a six. So we said, bottle. That's only true if they did not say the following line. If they said before the court case, whatever the court says, nasav and ishma, then you let it be. Why? Because this follows the shita of Rav Shimon We just got finished saying that if a bezdin is off by a six or not, according to Rav because makayach bezdin yafe. So if they actually accepted upon themselves whatever the outcome is, then machron kaim. Two more halachas, and then we're just going to finish the sugya with shliach advaraver. Two more halachas. The halachas are hadamer shtus kana machzari. No, the last halacha was that if it's off by exactly a sixth, it's a valid sale, but you got to owe him the money. Le'omenel metalti. That's only true with movable properties. Avol b'mekarka, but with land, ein oyna lekarkais. There is no fraud by land. Meaning, by land, if I I'm supposed to get $100,000. You're supposed to get $100,000. We're dividing up uh, movables, and I don't get the 100000 
that's fraud, undoes the sale. Land doesn't work like that. There's no I know by land. It's based on psukim. And therefore, if I give you land, even if the land, um, let's say, I give you the same plot of land that I got, but the value is a little bit off, it's it's fine. That's the halacha. The halacha is ain I know the Yes, it's interesting. That's not referring to like when best in the value. No, this is this is specifically just by the division. Yeah. And this is even like more or less than a sixth, not just by the case of where it's exactly a sixth. That's what the the, the Ritva feels that this is true, whether it's a six or even more. The Gemara implies that it's Dafka by six, and that's what Rashi says, but it doesn't make sense because if there is no Aino, if there is no fraud by land, what does it matter whether it's six or more? And that's the Ritva Shita. So the Gemara continues. But but the whole issue that there's no fraud by land is only when they split it up according to the value. Meaning, they split it up according to value, not according to size. So one brother got a little bit more value than he should have. Okay, fine. But let's say they're splitting it up by size. So each brother is supposed to get an acre. And one brother got a half acre. No good. The concept of no fraud by land means that we're splitting up based on value. And I got the same amount of land I was supposed to, but the value is a little bit less. That's fine. But if I got the less than the land I was supposed to get, no good. By volume or by size, the size has to be the right thing. The value could be off. The Gemara says, as taught, anything that goes by measure, weight, or number, even less than a six. So six is a value base. So when it comes to land, if I got, each one is supposed to get an acre, but it's supposed to be a certain value, but my acre is less than a sixth off, or more than a sixth off, That's then it's fine. But if I didn't get the acre, undo the sale. I have to get the uh, the volume or the size amount I have to get what, what is owed to me. Okay, one last sugya, and that is, we understand there's a concept called shlichus. But now the Gemara is going to introduce a concept called ein shliach which means, normally, if I send you as a shliach, your action goes back to me. Right? So if I send you as a shliach to divorce my wife, you divorce, my wife is divorced, it goes back to me. Let's say I send you to do an Avera for me. You do the Avera, it doesn't go back to me, it goes to you. Why? I sent you as a shliach. The answer is there's no such thing as shlichus by an Avera. If you do an action, an Avera, for someone else, it doesn't go back to that guy. There's no such thing as a shlichus by Avera. The Gemara says, the halach is like this. I give a torch to someone who's a cherishite of the cotton, people that are not mentally sound. And as the kid's running around, he makes a fire. So, should I pay? I, I caused a damage, but I didn't do it directly. That's called the grama. We do not find me guilty in court. I don't have to actually pay for the damages, but in Shemaim, I'm, I'm going to pay. I'm in trouble in Shemaim. But that's by a child or someone men- not mentally competent. Let's say I give you a torch and I say, walk into that field. And it'll light it on fire. It'll be super funny. And then you do that. You did it because I sent you. The halach is you have to pay. Why? He's a shliach of mine. Why does it go back to me? The answer is there's no such thing as shliach to avera. There's no such thing. The Gemara says shani has an shliach to avera. There's no shliach to be an avera. Why? It's a very famous line. That is, I sent Adam to burn that guy's field down. So what's his excuse? He shouldn't have to pay because he's my shliach. He should punish me. So you know what we say to Adam? You have a choice. You can listen to Avi or you listen to God. Who are you listening to? You listen to Hashem. So it's a taino. Ah, he sent me. He says, you shouldn't be listening to him. When if someone sends you to do an Avera, 
Divrei Harav, God, Divrei Talmud, people, Divrei Misham, who are you going to listen to? So it's, that's on you for listening to the person when it comes to that. You should have listened to HaKadosh Baruch. That's, that's the Gemara's point. Now, here's the problem. So there's a rule in Shilich Advar but there are exceptions. <laughs> the exception is Me'ila. Me'ila means using Beis HaMikdash property for personal use. If you use Beis HaMikdash property for personal use, you're Oiver Naver and you have to bring a carbon. Let's say I send you to do it. There's a, a horse that belongs to the Beis HaMikdash. I, I, I can't, there's I, an ox. I'd send you, I said, take the ox and, and, and thresh my field. And you do it, I'm punished. Because I sent you. I thought in Shlichet I thought in means we punish the guy who did it, not the one who sent him. But by Me'ilo, we punish the guy who sent him. So why? So the Gemara says, Hadatani, the, the Mishnah teaches, Shliach Shalayasa Shlichusay Shliach Mo, Asa Shlichusay Balabayas Mo. The halacha is that if I send a Shliach to use the Beis Hamikdash property, who's punished? So the answer is it depends. If he did exactly what I said, then I'm punished. If he went off script, right? let's say I sent him to use the ox to thresh my field, but instead he rode the ox to Main Street and bought a, bought a Slurpee. So that, that's not on me. I never sent you to do that. But if you did exactly what I said, I'm punished, not you. The question is why? Why? Because I sent him. But I thought, we thought we punished the guy who did it, not the per- person who sent him. The Gemara says, Am I name The answer is, Me'ila is the exception. Shani Me'ila. Me'ila is different. We learn out from Truma that you could appoint a Shliach. Me'ila is the only time where there is Shliach Chetvaravera. So the Gemara says, well, how do you know that it's the exception and not the rule, right? We understand, Me'ila, there is Shlichus Advaravera. So why don't we say, learn out from Me'ila. V'neilaf mina, learn out from Me'ila, that there's Shlichus Advaravera all the time. The answer is, The answer is, there are two cases where there's Shlichus Advaravera, Me'ila and Shlichus Yad. Shlichus Yad is that if I ask you to watch something for me, and you use it for personal use, you're responsible because it's theft. The halacha is that if you send somebody to use it, and they use it, you're the one punished, because it goes back to you. So it's the only time that we have in the Torah shlichus devaravera is meila and shlichus yad. Shneik suva ban keechad. Anytime you have halacha found in two different places, you do not learn out from it. Those are the exceptions, not the rule. So because you find by meila and shlichus yad, shneik suva ban keechad ain malamdin. So the Gemara says, well, what's the source about shlichus yad? Where do we find the shlichus yad? That again, if someone misuses a an object they're supposed to watch. So it's a, like theft, that they're responsible. And if you send a shliach to do it, the one who sent it is responsible. The Gemara says, Me'ila hada'amran. I understand the source for Me'ila. Shlichas yad ma'hi. What's the source for shlichas yad? The Tanya. The Braisa teaches. Al kol dvar pesha. Right? Everything that, you're, you're responsible for any liability. For any liability, if you, you misused uh, an item that you were supposed to watch. What does that mean? Veshamay says a tremendous chiddush. Even if you thought about using it, you're responsible. Merely thinking about using it for personal use, you're responsible. Even if you didn't actually do it. So someone gives you a watch, a, 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 a TV. If you turn on the TV for personal use, you're responsible. Rabbi Shammai says just thinking about turning on is also, also responsible. It's a tremendous chiddush. Rabbi Kiva says, Basil says, 
The Bezos will know. You didn't actually use it. The Bezos will say, you didn't actually use it. Why would I be responsible if I didn't use it? Bezos says, what do you do with this Pasuk? I'll call it our Pesha, which is inclusive. We felt it's inclusive of Machshava. According to you, what is it including? What do you do with the Pasuk? Bezil says that the Pasuk al Kodvar Pesha is not for Machshava, but it's for a Shliach. That if I send a Shliach to touch it, I'm responsible. So the exceptions are you have Shlichus, a Shliach Yad, according to Bezil, and you have Me'ila. So the question is what about Beishamai? Beishamai doesn't have Shliach Yad. So according to him, all you have that Yeshliach Dvaravera is Me'ila. Learn out from it. So generally, we just say we don't really worry about Beishamai. But the Gemara says, According to Beishamai, there is no source for Shlich Dvaravera by Shlichus Yad. So all you have is Me'ila. So learn out from Me'ila. The answer is, and the answer is because it's still Shnei Ksuman Ke'echad. It's Me'ila. And called Tvicha Mechira. Tvicha Mechira means that if you steal a lamb or a cow and then shecht it, you're obligated to pay four or five times. Now, I'm not, I don't have to be the one who shechted it. Even if you shechted it, I have to pay. That's a case of Shlich Ledvar as we'll see in tomorrow's daf, and Yechayev. So that's why it's the exception. Now, by the way, we'll stop here. Um, my plan is, if I have time today, I'm going to record it before. My intention is to give the daf live Matzah Yom Kippur. Um, I think Yom Kippur is over 7.40. I'm hoping that by 9.30, 10, I'll feel swimmingly. I'm going I'm to feel great. I'm going to send the cancellation at 9.50. No, no. I feel I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to feel good. I'm going to feel good. Um, I'll probably do it live in person here. If not, I'll do it on Zoom, but my stomach here. Um, I have big, big plans. Big plans. You think possibly around 9.30?